Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 12 34 in Edmonton, 234 in Boston. The Oilers and the Boston Bruins tonight. 3.30 City Ford Face-Off Show, 5 o'clock, puck drop, Jack Michaels, Rob Brown, Reed Wilkins, and myself, Bob Stauffer. We will tell you that guests on orders now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. And tell them orders now sent you. As, uh, just before we get off to a uh, piece uh, with Mark Spector, I want to bang off a, a bunch of texts have come in, 6.30, 6.30. We opened up with the band Boston, and uh, a song uh, text comes in saying, Holy Groundhog Day, playing Boston every time the Oilers play the Bruins. So predictable. So that's one sort of angle on the uh, uh, band Boston. Uh, this text out of Edmonton, uh, Boston, the greatest melody rock band ever. Jim says Boston, all-time favorite band from their inception. So there is a range. Uh, people questioning the travel. Bob, it baffles me. You know, this text out of Saskatchewan baffles me and angers me that the Oilers had to travel overseas to start the season. During the regular season, they probably traveled more than any other team. And now all this, I totally blame the league if the Oilers get off to another slow start and have to play catch-up for the rest of the season. Um yeah, uh, Dallas has had years where they've traveled more than Edmonton. Vancouver has had years. The Oilers certainly would be amongst the top five travelers that there are out there. Troy says, Bob, pull your RV now on the fourth line for tonight. How will he be able to deliver on his potential on the fourth line? Troy, uh, he's on the third line because he's playing with Kajul and Strom, and Ryan Strom is the third line center on this team. So let's see how it goes with Paul Yarby. Uh There's a philosophy with bringing him along. Okay. I, I remain very uh, upbeat about his potential personally and could see him in the top six at some stage, uh, maybe even by the middle of, say, November, depending upon how he progresses and maybe even on the first unit power play, depending upon how the five left shot uh power play unit uh, ends up doing. Uh, I asked which team gave up the fewest shots last year. There was one guy that got the answer right so far. Carolina. Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, we had guesses for Nashville and St. Louis. This text comes in Dirty Mike and the Boys out of St. John's, Newfoundland on our Westlock 4 text line. He says, Bob, how are the Edmonton Oilers up against the cap without a top two defenseman or a legitimate offensive threat to play with McDavid? I remember your show three years ago when you were debating who had the brighter future, Edmonton, Toronto, or Winnipeg. The Oilers were the consensus. What happened? 
Well, three years ago predated uh, Taylor Hall being moved. Uh, the Oilers did get a legitimate second-pairing shutdown right shot defenseman. The game moved in a certain direction. And uh, Winnipeg last year went three rounds. The Oilers went two rounds a year before that. Leafs have not gotten out of the first round. Uh, if, uh, Toronto, uh, very, uh, very, very... Uh, Exciting team to watch. Might be the most exciting team in the NHL. Time will tell. Bob, what accent do you use that ignores the I in Bruins instead of Bruins? Bruins. It's a regional dialect. Did you text Halsey for the last 50 years for all of his? That's what I want to know. Anyhow, uh, anytime, text us at 630-630. We will uh, do this. We're going to do it now in Newton Cedar. Paying homage to the great legend himself, the great man, Brian Hall. Uh, it is time for Stoffer Inspector, brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta, featuring live standard bed racing at Northlands Park every Friday evening and Saturday afternoon. Without further ado, a, uh, a pre-taped version for audio quality sound. Here we go. Mark, the Oilers uh, playing their, just their second league game here over the last uh, 12 days. Will not be an easy challenge tonight in Boston, but you get the sense from Todd McClellan it's it's first about what Edmonton needs to get their NHL game going. Yeah, and you know we talked to Todd this morning about who you're going to match up with and and how you're going to handle you know Boston's strengths. And he basically said, look, we got to worry about getting our strengths going here. We got to. It's only been one game. It was on Saturday. It seems like well, it was literally eight time zones ago. <laughs> so this Oilers start has led to some uncertainty because. They just haven't been able to get after it and get playing hockey. So I think you'll see McClellan uh, and the coaching staff just try to solidify Edmonton, Edmonton's lines, not worry so much about matchups tonight, Bob, and just try to get the game going. All right. There's a little bit of message sending over the practice on Monday and Wednesday in terms of who played with who. Of course, Ryan Nugent Hopkins did not practice on Monday. He is going to play practice Wednesday. Um, looks like, uh, based on uh, morning skate today, uh, well, we know that Kyle Brodziak is not going to be in the lineup. So let's start there. That's a, a 34-year-old guy that was brought in to be the fourth-line center, uh, lost a face-off on the power play goal that New Jersey scored. It wasn't a great goal. Russell didn't get all the puck and Talbot didn't make the save. Um, and then his line went minus two and, and Brodziak was on the ice for three of the five goals and played less than ten minutes during the game. So he's had a very tepid start. Now that said, uh, the scouting report on him is he's a slow starter. Your thoughts on uh, him coming out of the lineup and uh, the Oilers uh, deploying Jujar Kerr as a center instead of as a left wing? Well, that's a big, you know, a, a bit of a shocker. Guy signs here as a free agent, and it sends some tremors right through the whole team. I mean, the general manager signed the guy to play, and the coach is sitting him after two games. That's not to be to go unnoticed. Uh, the player is used to playing. Kyle Brodjak's a veteran in this league. He's near a thousand game guy. Uh, he is sitting only his second game to return, so he is on notice certainly. And I think the rest of the lineup looks at Kyle Brodjak and says, "Oh boy, if the." coach is willing to sit this guy after a bad game I better play better because I might be next and frankly I think that's the feeling McClellan likes in his dressing room right now. If there was any organization that showed last year that uh, youth was uh, served in the National Hockey League it was the Boston Bruins. They had six or seven guys score their first goals in their NHL career. Uh, Charlie McAvoy became a legitimate top four NHL defenseman. They, uh, Jake DeBrusque, uh, Dan Heinen got uh, you know mm -hmm. double digit goals and 40 plus points. So, youth is served. And you look at Edmonton, and we're going to see more of that serving tonight because Evan Bouchard 
stays in the lineup, and there might have been some thought, you know what, now's the time to sit him. A tough opponent against Boston, maybe play him against the Rangers. Uh, but Bouchard stays in the lineup, and uh, and oh, by the way, it was a tough, uh, tough first game for the pairing of Darnell Nurse and Matt Benning as well over in Sweden. Yeah, uh, McCullen said this morning that uh, we'll start with our pairings, and they're going to be lefty-righty, everyone on their right proper side, Bob. But he said, we'll see if we stick with them. You know, we're, we're going to... Uh, the defense, like the rest of this team, again, one game into the season, is a work in progress. And... and I sort of like the fact that they don't just... Uh, first of all, Evan Bouchard did fine in the game in Sweden. Uh, I didn't mind his game one bit. I think it's it's excellent. I agree with leaving him in and letting him have a second game, getting a little bit of confidence. Uh, we're still working under the nine-game scenario here, right? The kid gets nine games, and then you have to make the big call as to whether he goes back to the London Knights for the remainder of the season, or he stays uh, and burns a year of his contract. That's conversation will heat up over the next seven or eight, nine, ten games. He won't play them all in a row, I would doubt, Bob. But uh, the fact he's playing a second in a row tonight, that's, I think, a sign from the organizations that, hey, we like you, we're confident in you, we think you're going some places, and we're, we're with you here. I, I like the whole optics of that, Bob. This is Stoffer Inspector, brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta Live uh, Harness Racing, Friday nights and Saturday days at Northlands Park. Mark, uh, you know, when you evaluate defense, Dale Talon has a rule. The 300 game rule before uh, before you know what you have with a defenseman. So with uh, Andre Sekret a lineup, he's up around 675. Chris Russell is over 700 games now in his NHL career. But beyond that, Adam Larson's over 400 games. And I think we know what we have with Adam Larson. He's career plus 44. He's a good defensive defenseman. Hmm. Oscar Clefbaum is uh, below 300. Um, Darnell Nurse is below 200. Matt Benning is below 200. So I'm going to ask you whether or not you agree with these uh, categorizations of the players. I think that uh, Nurse and Clefbaum are both legitimate top four NHL defensemen that are two-way D. They don't excel necessarily defensively and they've yet to prove they're, they're elite offensively. Uh, and in Benning's case, I think he's a number five defenseman. But I'd like to get your assessment. And do you agree on the, the Larson being a legitimate top four right shot uh, defensive defenseman? Oh, yeah. Uh, first of all, uh, Larson, we saw in the World Championships last year, play with uh, Oliver Ekman Larson and was fabulous. I think Larson has the skill set to be that. Uh, I always use this analogy, Bob, the Brent Seabrook to the Duncan Keith. You know, if you put Larson with the right number one defenseman, which the Oilers do not have. Uh, could he be a number two on a legit top pairing? I'm not so sure he couldn't because he's a hell of a defender. Uh, Oscar Clefbaum is, because he's a more offensive-minded guy, he's probably a three, right, Bob? Yeah. He's probably the offensive guy on the second pairing on a really good team. And, uh, you know, I just remember Darnell Nurse in the World Junior, his, his World Junior, how it unfolded. And near the end of that thing, they said, Darnell, we're not worried about your offense. We want you to be our shutdown guy. And he was absolute beast shutting down uh, teams for the World Junior in the World Junior Tournament. Can't he be that guy in the NHL, which would make him, say, a number four? I'm not so sure why he can't be that guy. And last one's Benning. I mean, you said it. He hasn't even played 200 games. I think people need to kind of chill on Matt Benning. I think there's a lot of criticism on Matt Benning out there in Oilerland. And listen... He's played. He hasn't even played 200. He's been games. a plus player the last two years, right. and the team was not very good last year. And, right. and when you're a plus player on that team, 
Let's see. I, I guess the way I'm looking at this here is it's tough to tell fans to be patient when the team's missed the playoffs 11 of the last 12 years. But you know what? You've got, I mentioned those four, Larson, Clefbaum, Nurse, and because they're all between 26 to 22 years of age. Mm-hmm. Okay? So nice just, course. Nice course. So just ride with those guys. And oh, by the way, then you have an 18-year-old in Bouchard who is actually the one guy I think has a chance to be a legitimate top two NHL defenseman. Absolutely, and and even a, a right shot offensive guy, and Evan uh, Ethan Bear, you know, who's going to inject yeah. some offense into that top six. So I get it. I'm not patient either. You know, you miss the playoffs. Eleven or twelve fans shouldn't be patient. I get that, but it, you, you can't make it a microcosm. You can't look at each player and be impatient with him. You cannot be impatient with a defenseman who's at 160 games. You can't do it. You got to sit back and let him grow. Is this Boston team? an illustration of how quickly things can turn? Because a couple of years ago, I don't, I'm not sure people were necessarily convinced that they were going to be a 50-win team last season. They were a 50-win team last season. They were top eight in every major statistical category. I don't, I don't think everybody saw that coming. You can make a strong argument right now with Bergeron, Pasternak, uh, along with Marshawn. That, that is the best line in the National Hockey League, but it's the support they got out of, as we mentioned, Tabrusk and Heinen, and they've got a kid named Anders Bjork, who a lot of people around the league like. I mean, and then they got the young guys on the right side, on the back end, McAvoy and Brandon Carlo. I mean... And they've missed on some picks, Mark. They got a couple, like Zach Sinitian and uh, Jakob Zorbel are playing uh, down in the American Hockey League right now. And there's a lot of people around the league that don't think those guys are going to become, you know, either top nine NHL forward in the case of Sinitian or top six NHL forward Sinitian or Zorbel being a a top four defenseman. There's a lot of people who have some serious question marks about that right now. But it does show you how things can change in this league. Well, the one thing Boston has, and Bruce Cassidy mentioned, yesterday. They've got culture here, right? They've got Patrice Bergeron. They've got Zdeno Chara, right? Even a guy like Brad Marchand now has been around quite some time. He's a really good player. They have a culture in that dressing room that brings along the young guys. Young players have veteran guys to watch, veteran guys who do it right. I mean, Chara and Bergeron are two of the great veterans in our league today, frankly. A Norris Trophy winner, a constant Selkie Trophy winner. Uh, To me, that's what the Oilers haven't been able to build because there's been so much turnover. They've got a couple older players, but not guys that have been with them as long as, you know, they drafted Bergeron for Pete's sakes. Um, So to me, there's culture. And after that, there is a similarity, Bob, and Keith Gretzky. You know, Keith Gretzky did a lot of the drafting here that built this Bruins team. And we've both noticed and seen, and so have Order fans, since he's been at Edmonton, all of a sudden the prospects that show up at camp look a lot better than they used to look. So, you know, it can it can unfold. And I think Gretzky, Keith Gretzky, is an example of a guy who did some pretty good work here and built a nice team. And now he's on your side and, and sort of back at work again. Well, Matt Greslick is another pick that Gretzky made. And he's uh, fans are going to see him tonight. They're going to see a lot of them. He plays the second most minutes on defense, and he can really skate. Uh, Mark, uh, transitioning then, you mentioned something about culture and not having too much turnover. So this is the 10th year I've done color for the team. Hmm? 10th, or is this the 11th? I can't even remember. It started in 08. There's been four general managers and uh, seven head coaches during that stretch. There was a poll put out, or Vegas odds first coach to go, Todd McClellan. At this stage of the game, 
is it too is it too simple out there for people to say fire this guy or fire that guy we're one game into the season <laughs> one subpar performance where a team flew across the world and got jumped a little early in the game and had a couple things go bad you know goal against first minute of the game goalie turns the puck over and the miscommunication on the third goal of the game people maybe need to cool their jets or is it understandable given the passion that exists in oil country well that's a nervous group you know, I think that this is an Oilers fan, and I'll tell you what, as a media guy, I'm one of those guys that picked the Oilers to go right to the cup last year, and I was made a fool because <laughs> they didn't even make the Join the club. There's so many of us were, and, and I think Oilers fans, after many years of, of struggling, uh, their team was so good two years ago, and they, you know, it's kind of a little bit like Charlie Brown on that football, right? They lined up for that kick last year, and they were ready for a good team and to be excited about being excited about the Oilers, and here here we go and the darn football got pulled away again last year so I think Oilers fan is is looking at this team and they're nervous and they're they're you know they still love their club right look at these fans they fill the building yeah. in Edmonton in an inordinate amount for for most passionate fan base in the league oh my god like the, you can't I, how can it be debated they kept the building full and the team missed the playoffs 11 out of 12 right. years absolutely so I think there's some trepidation and people are they want their team to win they're cheering for their team to win but they lock they look at that game against New and they go, oh my goodness, I recognize that team and I didn't like that team much. So, yeah, give them a chance to take another run at this thing. they got some tough opponents, but I think we see a team here, Bob, last couple practice days that's ready to go tonight. And uh, I think you'll see a lot of jump on the other side tonight. That is Mark Spector, Stoffer Inspector, normally every Tuesday on Oilers Now, brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta, featuring live standard bread racing at Northlands Park every Friday evening and Saturday afternoon. This is Oilers Now. You can text us at 630-630 on our Westlock Ford. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline text line. When we come back, we're going to get to some of those texts you're listening to Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. 12.54 at Edmonton. Welcome back everybody. Bob Stoffer in Boston. The Oilers and the Bruins tonight. They'll fly immediately following the game. Stay near Central Park. Take on the Rangers Saturday matinee. You can buck with New West Travel, Oilers fans. Join Oilers now on two great road trips coming up to Nashville and Vegas. See the Oilers playing two of the most exciting arenas in the National Hockey League. These Oilers now packages include airfare, accommodation, great game tickets, including a private suite in Vegas, all your transportation, a welcome reception with myself and special guests. We've had some great guests over the years. Don McClellan showed up at our event in Germany. Uh, parking at the Value Park at the Edmonton International Airport. On these Oilers Now road trip, Oilers Now road trips, you never know where you end up. Uh, we've had uh, people on the trips end up on the front page of NHL.com. 
on the uh, Rogers Sportsnet broadcasts. They're a kicker, no question. Limited space available on both road trips. Reach out to New West Travel, 780-432-7446 or online at newwesttravel.com. All right, you can text us at 630-630. Tweet us at Oilers Now. Email us, OilersNow at 630Ched.com. Here we go. Um... <laughs> I've got so many texts that have come in in the last five minutes. I'm trying to work back to the ones I highlighted here. Bob, Zach Cassian needs to turn up the heat tonight out of Grand Prairie. It's funny with Zach Cassian, you look at how Tom Wilson plays on the edge, and he's suspended right now for 20 games, and he fights once in a while. And uh, I, I don't think there's any question Zach Cassian needs to be more engaged, more involved. That's what got him the three-year contract extension, how he played against uh, San Jose. And uh, I, I would tend to agree. I think that we need to see a little bit of uh, a little bit more oomph out of Zach's game uh, than we've seen here. He was minus two the other night, and when Zach isn't easy to play against, that is uh, when he's a good player. Bob, with uh, with Matt Benning only playing less than 200 games, does this mean we have to sit back and watch mistake after mistake over the next year or so? Bouchard has more D skill than Benning already at the NHL level. Whether a player has 300 games or not, you can't hide their skating, hitting, positional plays. Benning simply doesn't have it, yet he plays big minutes in crucial times during the game. Uh, well, Matt Benning has been a plus player the last two years. I think he's fine as a third-pairing guy. He's been asked to play second-pairing right shot D. I don't think he or Darnell Nurse were happy with their performance against New Jersey. And New Jersey came out, they can skate, and they forechecked. Uh, I expect Matt to be better today. Is he ever going to be a top-four defenseman? He might just be a fifth. He might be a number five, and a number five because he's a right shot. Uh, does Bouchard have a higher ceiling than Matt Benning? Absolutely. Uh, Evan Bouchard is the one Oilers defenseman that I look at that has a true potential to be a top-two NHLD. Okay? It's that simple. And just before we go to break here, uh, where did the text come from our friend Andresito out of uh, Nelson, B.C.? Bob, is it a concern that the opposition always plays their backup goaltenders against us? The opposition must know we are weak, weak, weak. By the way, Boston is a classic band. Why don't you crank up some Amanda as you go off to the global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.